Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers who have been called by God to live the lives we are created to live, commanded by God to love beyond the limits of our prejudices, and commissioned by God to serve. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And if you cannot remember all of that, and we have three words for you. What are they, family? Live, love, and serve. Listen, I'm going to be brief this morning. I, I, I'm actually tired uh, from the worship, but I, I'm going to try to be brief this morning. And if you would turn to the gospel according to Luke, uh, the 13th chapter, Luke 13, verses 6 through 9. Luke 13, 6 through 9, and I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version of Scripture. And this is Jesus speaking. Here's how it reads. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, see here? For three years, I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? He replied, sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good, but if not, you can cut it down. Come on, let's pray. God, we thank you this morning and we honor you, O God, for how even now you continue, O God, to allow your spirit to roam freely in this place. We thank you, God, for fresh oil today. We thank you, God, for the outpouring and the overflow of your presence. Now, O God, we ask right now, that you would allow your word to go to work, oh God. Let it move in this place. Let it move in the hearts and the minds of those who are watching this morning. For God, this is your time. Sacred time and sacred space for a sacred moment. So God, do what you do best. And that's be God all by yourself. We honor you, God. We thank you, God. And it's in your name we pray and we say, amen. I want to read that scripture again in your hearing. And from Luke, the 13th chapter, verses 6 through 9. And here's how it reads. Then he told this parable, a man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, see here for Three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? 
He replies, sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. Amen. This morning, I want to preach briefly, briefly from the subject, don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. I, I can remember the moment like it was yesterday. I got a call while I was in sixth period of my senior year on this particular spring day. And the call came to the classroom I was in, and it was a call telling me to come down to the guidance counselor's office. I remember my guidance counselor. I know his name. I won't call it today, but I know his name. I can see his face so long ago. I thought that I had gotten in trouble because it was not a strange thing for me to get in trouble. And in my mind, something had gone wrong that maybe I was not fully privy of. I got down to my guidance counselor's office and he looked at me and he just stared at me for a moment. You see, I didn't know, but he had already received the scores from the SAT. And somehow in his mind, it didn't add up. I had been getting in trouble. I had been doing things I probably shouldn't have been doing through high school. And, but my SAT scores were actually really high. In this man's mind, I needed discipline. And I remember his words to me. He said, Michael, he said, maybe you need to go to the military. I don't think you're college material. I'll never forget that because on that day, actually college wasn't on my mind, but to hear someone say that to this day still pains me when I think about it because I can think of the countless children who look like me, who somebody told them that they weren't college material. I remember I was in a program called Operation Alternative and one of the counselors in there saw something that my guidance counselor didn't see. He worked with me. He pressed upon me the importance of going to college and he encouraged me to apply for schools and I resisted because the words from my guidance counselor plus looking back on those four years of high school, I felt as though I had wasted time and maybe my guidance counselor was right. I wasn't college material. But this man, this angel who God sent my way saw something different and encouraged me and pushed me to apply to his alma mater, Morehouse College. He was adamant about me applying to college. He was adamant about me going because, again, he saw something that the guidance counselor couldn't see. And I reiterate, I can't imagine how many children, young people who look like me were told by somebody who didn't look like them that they were not college material. Well, I ended up applying to college and I did get into Morehouse College. And I remember the night where my 
parents drove into Atlanta coming down 85. It was as if the city just opened up for me. And a tear ran down my eye because I knew that this was an opportunity for another chance to maybe leave some things behind and start afresh in a new place with a new opportunity. And I got to tell you, Morehouse was the place for me. Changed my life, changed everything about my life during those four years. I, I met the woman who would become my wife, even had a son during college. And in spite of that, we still pushed through and we made it and we graduated. And what I realized years later, and even now as I tell this story, was that the guidance counselor who said I wasn't college material was busy looking at me and not looking at what was around me. In other words, what my, what my mentor knew is that if I could get in the right place, in the right environment, surrounded by the right things, that just maybe something profound could happen with me. And he was right. That guidance counselor, had assumed the worst about me because all he based what I could do was what I had already done. He didn't see much. And in a word, he gave up on me. But I'm grateful that for all of us who have had guidance counselors like that, for all of us who've had people in our lives who, who, who didn't think much could amount from us, for all of us who've had those negative people who have been spewing negative words and venomous words in our spirits, I am glad that for all those venomous, toxic, negative people, that every now and again, God has a ram in the bush. Someone who sees something that others can't see and believes in you in such a way that you have no choice but to believe in yourself. I imagine the owner of the vineyard didn't see much from that fig tree because what is a fig tree if it has no figs? It's just a tree. All he saw was a tree that was non-productive, that there was nothing that was coming from it. And as Jesus tells that parable, the vineyard owner, he had grown frustrated with the tree. He was tired of the tree because the tree was bearing no fruit. And because it was bearing no fruit, the only option the vineyard owner thought was left was to cut it down, thinking that it had no value. The only issue was that he made the mistake of having a conversation with the gardener. Because when he had a conversation with the gardener, the gardener who was an expert at the trees. You see, because there's a difference between the owner of the vineyard who is more interested in the fruit and the gardener who's interested in cultivating the tree. 
And so the vineyard owner saw nothing, but the gardener saw something. Like my guidance counselor didn't think I had the goods, but my mentor saw something. Every now and again, it is good to have people in your life who are able to speak that one word that could catapult you into a new reality that you did not anticipate in spite of the people around you who only see the negative and what is wrong. There are a whole lot of vineyard owners in our lives who are ready to dismiss us, get rid of us when they don't see any fruit, who are ready to just bypass us because they see nothing productive about us. And the danger is that some of us who are surrounded by vineyard owners and the vineyard owners can have any name. Sometimes those vineyard owners bear names like daddy and mommy or uncle, or aunt, or neighbor, or grandmother, or grandfather. It doesn't matter the name they bear. It is whether or not they believe in you. And it is that unbelief sometimes, internalized unbelief, that can cause us to stop believing in ourselves. I know you've been there. I know I've been there. Where you actually get to the point where you begin to believe the words that are spewed to you by people who don't actually see your possibility, who don't see your potential. And the people who don't see your potential only see your problem. And they don't only see your problem, but then they problematize your existence. And then when you internalize those who problematize your existence, you see yourself not as a person with a problem, but as a problem person. And in that same moment, I imagine the vineyard owner looking at the tree, said it's not worth anything, and he cut it down. So many people are so quick to give up on others. Maybe because those who they want to give up on don't meet expectations. Maybe because those they want to give up on, they don't think there's any value in them. And I've learned along my journey that you cannot give up on people halfway through their story. Oh, man, I hope you can get that today, that, that, that you can't give up on people halfway, partway through their story. You see, what that guidance counselor didn't understand is that my story was just beginning. I mean, who actually stops the book after the first chapter? He had no idea that there was more to my narrative, more that was coming, more that was unfolding, more that would be merged out of who I am. He was not thinking about possibility or potential. He was thinking about me as being a problem. He thought I would always be a problem. But what my mentor realized is sometimes people with problems just got to get in the right position to see the best of them emerge. And so sometimes, here it is, we give up on people because we think that what we see in front of us is the finished product. And the truth is, it's not. As long as you are breathing, you are evolving. As long as you are living, you are growing. As long as you are still here, that means that there's still the opportunity for you to bloom, to emerge. And guess what? Everybody's timing is different. You see, the deep thing is the vineyard grower had already put a timetable on the tree. He said, I've been coming here three years and nothing for three years as if the years would stop emerging. He thought that because he saw nothing in year three, that when there was nothing from the tree. And that's not the truth. I love this story because the story doesn't end with fruit. It ends with possibility. 
And the possibility doesn't come from the one who wants to destroy it and cut it down. It comes from the one who knew a little something about not just the tree, but he saw what the real issue was. He saw in his own way. Here it is. Just like my guidance counsel failed to see and my mentor failed to see, it wasn't the tree, it was the soil. Oh, man, I hope you can get this. It was the soil, it was the environment, it was where the tree was planted. It was not the tree, it was the environment, it was the soil. And sometimes you have two options. You either pull the individual out of the environment or you make the soil better. And the gardener made a decision because, you see, if he had just snatched the tree out of the environment and planted it somewhere else outside of the vineyard, the vineyard owner who had given up on it would not have seen what would become of it. So instead of taking it up, uprooting it out of its environment, he decided, here's the issue. It ain't the tree. It's the soil. Don't treat the tree. Treat the environment. If you want to see greatness, don't necessarily just try to, to treat or deal with the individual deal with the circumstances and so what does the gardener do the gardener the gardener says here's what I'll do he started digging around the tree and then here's the fun part he put manure in the soil I'm, I'm going to be holy this morning so I won't really say what I want to say but he put manure you know what that is around the tree it's funny it's funny I, I i learned some things i learned some things as as to why some old school farmers use manure and not synthetic fertilizers because because here's what it is when you use manure manure has a way of releasing nutrients in the soil you see, manure has this amazing ability that manure gets right to the problem. Watch this. And, and if you don't believe me, look it up. Google it later after the service is over. That when you put manure in the soil, if the soil is too compact, manure will loosen it up. And if it is too loose, the manure will tighten it up. The manure, when you put it in the soil, will also make the soil permeable so gases and necessary nutrients can pass through the soil to make that which is planted in it more feasible. It also has a way of nourishing and releasing in the soil nutrients like phosphorus and potassium and nitrogen, these things that help the soil. And guess what? Here's the crazy part, that when you put manure in the soil, it warms the soil. It furthers the decomposition of the soil, which releases the acidity so that that which is planted is not damaged by the acidity in the soil. But the manure does all this, watch this, based on what it has to work with, determines the efficacy of the manure. Man, I hope y'all get this. You see, right now, in this moment, we think we're surrounded by manure. I wish I could say something else. That this is an environment that really, literally, in this season, stinks. And what the farmer knows is that if you can stand the stench, if you can handle the stench and let the manure go to work, it does not yet appear what will come from the soil. Oh, my God. That's what I had to learn. That sometimes, sometimes certain circumstances might seem stink. Trash. 
You wish that this season, this year was just over. I know it. There's some people right now who wish that 2020 was over. We could just get past it. But let me flip your perspective. Instead of being angry at the season, flip how you see the season. Don't say COVID. Don't say Corona. Don't say pandemic. Say manure. Change the language and watch the outcome. In other words, maybe this season was necessary for you to grow in ways you did not think was possible until you encountered this moment. Maybe all of this, all of this challenge and all of this struggle and all of this anxiety is building you up in ways that other circumstances could not have done. You may be in the best position in the worst of times. You may be ready to bloom in a stink situation. Oh, I hate to say it like that. If I was really trying to go back, I'd be like, you know, every now and again, in order to really be who God calls you to be, maybe you have to put some stink on it. In order to be in that season. How many of us have experienced other people giving up on us. And they didn't realize that it wasn't us. We just needed somebody to till the soil of our possibilities, to fertilize us so that we can release the things in us that needed to be released, so that we can truly come into our own, into the fullness of who God has called us to be. You see, I learned that, that here in New York, where I grew up, wasn't good soil. But when I got to that red clay of Georgia, yeah. something started to happen. Yeah. I got in the right place, and I had a whole lot of gardeners on that campus who were pouring into me, who were nourishing me, who were feeding me, who were helping me, and they set a new tone and path in my life. Don't give up on people like me. Don't let those who give up on you set the trajectory of your future. Don't let people who thought you couldn't amount to much determine your potential. Because if you can't see me, you won't see me. And if you don't believe in me, you'll miss when harvest time comes. It will come. It will happen. That's the beauty of this story. When the owner was ready to give up, the gardener didn't give up. Man, let me go deeper. When you were ready to give up on you, God didn't give up on you. God found a way to get you in the right place, in the right season, where there could be some people who would nourish you, build you up. The deep thing I forgot to suggest and say about the manure is that the manure also builds up the soil so it can then help that which is planted 
blossom. Again, this season is a challenging one. It's a difficult one for so many people. But maybe this is at the same time the season where you're being built up. In 2019, there was no way we could have seen 2020 coming. I mean, when we entered this new year, our theme is bigger than you. We had no idea how that would be so appropriate. We had no idea that we were actually preparing for what would come. Remember, in 2019, we entered 2020 with possibility. And now there are people who in 2020, eight months in, acting like it's over. Mm -mm. You have no idea what's on the horizon. I know right now you wish it could just be over. And I know that in addition to what's happening in our culture, with regard to not just the pandemic, but the division that exists, the strife that exists in our country, I know we wish we could get past it. But maybe all the hell we may be going through is fertilizer for the future. It's getting us ready for what God wants to do in our lives, in your life. And how are we able to withstand it? How are we able to come through it? Oh, I'm going to get churchy. God is the greatest gardener ever known. God is the greatest gardener who sees our possibility, who sees our potential, and don't mind building us up for the right moment. I learned a long time ago that when my strength fails, when I feel exhausted, on E, weak, God's strength is perfected in my weakness. The strength of God comes to full maturation in my most dire times. That's why I've learned to trust that God is truly the strength of my life, the strength of your life. Come on, let's pray together. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. God, we thank you for all the people you sent our way who didn't give up on us. Thank you, oh God, for those angels, those encouragers, those gardeners who didn't mind working on the soil of our lives. We didn't mind working, tilling the hard ground, believing that although the branches were empty, the possibility was real. And they stayed with us to see the fruit that would emerge. God, I'm grateful that you, you, God, don't give up on us no matter what happens we can stand in confidence in courage and assurance that you God don't give up on us 
God, if everybody walks away from us, you stand strong in us and with us. And in those moments, oh God, where we want to shrink back and pull back, you even nudge us along the way and remind us that you still have our back. God, we thank you. We honor you. Because God, you are our strength. Hey, strength like no other. You are our hope, God. Hope like no other. And you keep on reaching. You keep on reaching out to us and for us. God, we love you. And we thank you. And we honor you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.